Hello! This is Bravo Lowdown. I'm Valerie and holy macaroni last night on Real Housewives of New Jersey. The boutique brawl has everybody talking. It was an awesome, awesome evening last night of Bravo TV. We had the New Jersey boutique brawl, boutique brawl, excuse me, and the Real Housewives of Dallas. Leanne's funeral, which will be the next podcast. Not in this podcast, but I will be loading two today. So I'm going to get right to it. I just could not believe the end of the show, but I'm not going to start with the end. I will walk through the show, but because there were some things leading up to it that you could see were going to contribute to this brawl that took place in an upscale boutique in New Jersey. I didn't get what town it was in, but it starts off the show with Joey and Melissa and the kids who are, they're just a beautiful family and they um, go to get ice cream, you know, and it just, it's one of these, you know, staged moments that these shows do. And sometimes you get a little bit of reality out of it. Like they'll forget the cameras are there. But for me, this session, this sit down with the kids was completely scripted. It was lackluster and boring. Sorry. I love you, Joey and Melissa. Not that they listen because I only have like nine listeners um, and they aren't one of them. But yeah, it was, you know, a little weird. I mean, the and then the sex talk, oh, do they know where babies come from? And I'm going to say this, I don't buy it for one hot second that Melissa and Joey were considering in any way, shape or form of adding another baby. Um, I'm sure Melissa has a little bit of a baby ache, but I'm also sure Melissa doesn't want to go back because there are some of us moms that once we get through it, we're like, whew, been there, done that. Like to see, to see babies from afar can hold all my friends, all my relatives, babies. But do I want another one? I mean, she's 40. She could, she could have another baby. But yeah, I think that was just scrapping or reaching for a storyline. And then, um, Teresa, and we'll go on to the next one. Sorry. Uh, Teresa and Danielle have a nice little sit down. Um, I don't know if it was nice, but they have a sit down and they're just, you know, kind of talking about Joe and all of that. And then, um, Marty shows up, you know, Teresa was talking about Easter and, you know, how it got a little sad and Joe called and that her father got sick and thankfully they called an ambulance and he was pre had a, like a, you know, a pneumococcal or whatever it's called, um, forming in his lungs. Cause he's got what I, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with her father, but with the oxygen mask and I think that they might've been smokers and he may have COPD and, um, God bless him. He's always in our prayers. We love no, no, but yeah. So she said, she revealed that, you know, they called an ambulance and that he's fine now. And then they got on to, um, Marty walking in the door conveniently, right? You know, okay, no, Marty's not here. And then he shows up, you know, right after they get their start done and opens a bottle of rosé for him and sits down and they start discussing, you know, 
Teresa says, I'm not happy with you. You lied to me. Um, you lied to Margie when I, you contradicted me and made me look stupid. And he's like, oh, you know, I want my privacy, this and that, and kind of downplays it and denies it a little bit more that, you know, um, maybe it's a little shady that you've decided to stay with Danielle, but yet you're going to go sit down and film with Margie. I don't know what's going on here. Danielle um, looks really pissed. I mean, the rumors are that her and Teresa aren't even friends now in real time. So, I mean, a lot of people are saying this is set up, this is fake, it's staged, it's scripted, but I don't know. I mean, but what I do know is the prior when they showed Marty sitting down with Margie and um, her husband, I was uncomfortable. I mean, I felt like, why are you so invested in this? I mean, you threw the guy in the pool for the season finale Everybody thought it was really great. Yeah, we heard in the blogs that you were, you know, that in the amid Danielle's um, turbulent relationship with Marty that you and he are friends. And then he gets back together with her and you're just incensed about this. And, you know, the sit down, she's like, oh, she's only using you. She wants the house, this and that. I just was like, why do you care so much? I mean, I honestly... Think it's it's weird so i mean we're gonna get to tell that when we get to the thing so uh it just was awkward and you know daniel says um margie is the reason that they got divorced and marty said going yeah maybe if they didn't meddle so much we would have stayed together well i, I i'm not gonna go that far but possibly um when he and daniel fell out and they, you know, he latched onto him and evidently she got him a divorce attorney, but she wanted Dan to take Danielle down. And she was, I mean, was she using this guy as for her revenge on Danielle? Because I don't know if that's cool or not. So let's get to the part where Teresa and Joe, which we saw several clips of almost the whole thing, um, going shopping for a dress. And evidently, you know, Joe's on the phone with them a lot while he's in ice. And I would be too. You're locked up. You're going to want something to take your mind and your soul out of that place. And, you know, he's on the phone. He's stressed out. Gia's absolutely right. Why is there anything inside Teresa that where she can empathize? Does she hate Joe and blame him for her mom dying and her going to prison so much that she could give two rats asses or two fucks, whatever, that, that this is all happening to Joe? I mean, he served his time in prison. I don't know if they bickered over the phone that way while he was in um, prison. But, you know, he is in this really stressful situation and he's getting on the phone and he's saying things that she doesn't like. And instead of just rolling her eyes and letting it go and maybe taking a little bit of, you know, um, I don't know, grown up behavior and taking the higher road and just, you know, haha, Joe, that's funny. I don't know if she's doing it for the cameras. Obvious. This goes on all day long. And Gia's just sick of it. And it's sad. And it's nice, actually. It's not sad because I've always felt Teresa's a little edited. 
and she's always let Joe be Joe. And then she kind of, mm, you know, when it came to him, why isn't she mm, like zipping it now? You know, I don't know. It's like, she just wants to sit and argue with them. I think she's pissed. I think, I think they're both sitting there playing the blame game and whatever, but you know, it was very adult. And we all think that of Gia to say, that's your relationship with my father. I mean, that wording right there was your relationship with my father. She doesn't want to hear it. Like Teresa doesn't understand. They're going to break up. Well, or they're already broken up. We don't know the facts. Um, I think that Teresa's done a very good job of keeping her, you know, private life on lockdown besides what's leaked. But anyway, I'm going back to Teresa and Gia and the and Joe are broken up. I mean, at this point, um, they're, they've made it official. They're separated. And Teresa's moving on. There's rumors that she's with the pool contractor. I don't know if she's with the pool contractor. Joey posted some videos, um, you know, making fun of the situation, I kind of thought, because there was another guy that I remember maybe a year or two ago that um, – Teresa was rumored to be with, but I mean, I saw a video and he was with another woman. So I was like, I don't know if they're together or not. And Joey says, this was going to be my brother-in-law and this is my future brother-in-law. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's stupid. Um, so I was like, okay, this was supposed to, and I, I was kind of like, you know, maybe it's all bullshit and it's just a rumor and they don't care to like say, no, that's not true. And they're making fun of it. Or that guy was with Teresa and he's friends with Joey. And then the pool, I mean, who knows? Everybody was excited and everyone's talking about the pool guy being good looking and this and that. So let's go back. So, um, you know, the dress shop, uh, phone call with Joe, you know, it's a little heartbreaking. It's just like I said, I don't understand way where there's nothing inside Teresa that can just let it go. I get it. Money may be a trigger trigger. And what I got out of it is Joe was trying to go back to when they were married. And I think in that moment, this is just my analysis of it. And what I felt was going on when he was saying the stuff about money is for some kind of normalcy in his life and everything that he's been through. Cause his life literally was turned off for the last three and a half, four years. He, when you go into prison, you're nothing outside of phone calls and letters. There's not a lot going on. So I felt like with this stressful situation that he was in, he was scraping for a little um, ounce of normalcy. And I think that the two of them bickering about money was their normal. And I think that was their relationship. So when he was like, oh, forget about it. You're spending my money. You're like Robin. I mean, he's telling these jokes. And she even said, mom, he's busting your chops. Because Jean absolutely knows her father. And it was just a sore spot because Teresa didn't want that on camera. She's like, I'm making my own money. I'm working my ass off. Support three girl, four girls. And I just, you know, you're working your ass off. I mean, to me, working your ass off somebody that's got two or three jobs, you know, you know, working waiting tables and then 
you know, working by day in an office and at night doing something else. And, you know, that's working your ass off, Teresa. Filming a cushy reality show, going on trips, drinking like a fish, going to these, uh, whatever the casino appearances in Florida and Atlantic city. I mean, we know she goes there and she has a good time. I'm imagine that maybe she feels a little sad that she's not with her girls, but from what I see, I think she's doing a wonderful job with her daughters and she has gone off to college. The youngest one, uh, Adriana ha looks like she's a, having a successful uh, childhood as a dancer. I mean, I saw a video over a break where Adriana has her own dance studio in her house. I mean, how fabulous is that? I mean, Teresa's doing a fine job. So moving right along to Jennifer's house at Easter. You know, her big, beautiful Turkish family. Um, she explains, you know, they are on a different schedule than the Catholics because they're um, Orthodox and that's completely common. And I love that she's sharing her beautiful religion with us. And then, you know, they're at dinner and she brings up the, the bride, which we saw last season that I think a lot of people didn't appreciate. They felt like it was this mail order bride situation. And she's saying, no, this is, you know, what we do. This is a tradition, you know, we're Turkish and it's fine. So that she says that it's not still, you know, got the visa. And then she's like, oh, I'd like a daughter by this time next year and then they go mom you know the kid freaking out no 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 and that was cute so we go to Dolores takes her dad to the heart um therapy where he I think goes was going alone and she's like listen I'm gonna go with you so she kind of made her dad a little bit of her storyline in his heart issue and um he had the widow maker. I think that's what it was. Oh my gosh. I hope I'm not wrong with this. And, um, you know, the fact, the thing about David comes up and he said at Easter when they're like, you know, what's, what's your situation with my daughter? He was like, right now I just want the house to be finished. And in the interview, she says, I think that sucks. She explains why she's not standing up She's not agreeing with her father that that was a stinky comment because she feels that as a good girlfriend, she needs to stand by her, her boyfriend. And I, I guess I, I do think that if you demean your partner, like you, like boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whatever spouse that you lessen the value of them. And so I kind of agree with her on that, but I think she would have been well served standing up to David in that moment at Easter when he said, I just want the house to be built. And she was like, well, the house isn't a relationship or something and stood up for herself instead of making herself look stupid. But she kind of seems like she cowers to that doctor. Um, frankly, I think she deserves more. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful that this man feels that he's dedicating his life to his patients and high risk pregnancies or whatever the fuck he does. But um, maybe he shouldn't have a girlfriend. I mean, if that's, I don't think that they're spending a boatload of time together. I think it is what it is. I think he, uh, he likes having someone, you know, as wonderful as Dolores, but 
I don't know about that. Good luck with that, Dolores. So um, the three ladies went out to dinner after that, and it was Margie, Jackie, and Melissa. And you know when you got those three together, I mean, there definitely is division. You know, why Why are, Why are? is it just those three, you know? Um, whatever. I, I thought that, so they brought up the shopping trip and Danielle being there and the group text and how Danielle said, I'm going to be there with an expensive um, outfit on. And they revisit um, the whole conversation again about uh, Marty and Danielle living in the house again. Why do you care? Why are you so invested? Or is this all fake and scripted? And Danielle's in on it. I don't know. Um, I just, I mean, if, talk about something else. That was one thing. I mean, the New York housewives, they get together and they do dish too. But I also love it when they're just sitting around the table bullshitting and it's, it's fun and you don't get, I mean, these people like all seem to like, okay, we got here, we're down, let's get to our agenda. And, you know, I know that they're like, okay, we're going to go shopping this and that, but I just, I, I get sick of these like dinners where they've got half the cast and I mean, we're seeing it on all the shows, but whatever. And you don't see them like just sitting around bullshitting. And I think that that's what, that's where the real juice comes from is when they start like, I'll get to it in a minute, but because there was a little bit of a bullshit session at the boutique brawl. So I'll get to that in a minute. So let's get to the fight. Where's my ringer? Ding, 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 ding. I mean, there should be a ringer on this because there were several rounds. Um, Teresa and Danielle, of course, arrived first and greeted the owner. And what I thought was interesting, I don't know if they just happened to like those candles because I didn't like glancing at them. I wouldn't think much of them unless, I don't know. And they're like, oh, look at the candles. They like 650 bucks. Oh, they're from Italy. So I just thought that was odd that the candles were like the price drop right at the beginning because the candle comes in at the end, doesn't it, people? Danielle walks in fully decked in Versace, and I recognize the outfit from when she was staircasing when her and Marty were totally in love. I don't know if it was before or after the wedding, and Marty was adorning her in fine garments, and that is one of the outfits. You know what? I don't care if she's, I don't care if it's a couple years old, a year old. Um, I just recognize it because she posted so many pictures. Um, but if I buy something that I don't, you know, it's thousands and thousands of dollars, of course I'm going to wear it again. I mean, I don't know. That's what wealthy people buy something to wear at once. I don't think so. I think you buy a fine garment and it's part of your wardrobe and you're going to wear it for until it fits. They walk in and they talk about, um, and then the other ladies get there slowly. Dolores is the first one. She's sitting there with them and Teresa and Danielle are shit talking. Margie, Dolores looks a little uncomfortable. Um, and then everybody gets there. Um, Teresa's already saying, you know, in her interviews, I'm not happy with Margie. I'm not happy how she made fun of me about the, jailbait comment and this and that so 
you know, Teresa, she doesn't like somebody. It's hard for her to fake it. And she kind of, you know, like they were saying, they said something like an Italian grudge. That's what's going on there. But meanwhile, she's like guzzling boo. She even says, keep count. I'm on my third. I just finished my third. So that was funny. Um, Jennifer arrives. Uh, she says hi to everybody and kind of brushes Danielle off in, in her interview. Now, these are all interview points. And that's what I kind of get sick of is them going to the interview and, and it kind of confuses you. You feel like she said that there and, you know, I like the old days where they just continuously showed the party and there were, and then maybe at the end there were some interview points, but I mean, it, every other minute they're flashing to somebody's talking point interview and it just, it, it's irritating. So I'm, and I'm going to report on it because in the interview, Jennifer says that she's scared of Danielle. I mean, who isn't scared of Danielle? She's, you know, gets these looks. She's got a temper. But I've, in all the years, I've never seen Danielle go for anybody. So I don't know why she's scared of her. If she's scared of her tongue, that's what it is. That she's going to say something, you know, vicious about her. But I've not seen anybody, like, get hit by Danielle. I mean... Teresa flipped the table and then she went after her at the reunion and um, Ashley, Jacqueline's daughter, pulled her hair. But it's all changing now. It's all changing. So she says she's scared of her and they're all hitting around talking. So this is where I love it. When they just sit around and bullshit, they accidentally reveal embarrassing stuff about themselves. And it's happened with all of them. Like Carolyn Manzo saying she shaves her face. Um, and, you know, just goofy stuff. So, and I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but Jackie's like, uh, her purse drops and there's like a thing, 69. And it's actually not a 69. It's um, the sign for cancer. It's the astrological sign for cancer. I mean, maybe it is 69, but I think when you flip it up and down, it's like 96. Because I'm a cancer, I know that. So... They start talking about doing 69 and the oral sex thing. And Jackie's like, no, I don't like it. And I don't give blowjobs. I don't like it. So Melissa kind of says, I feel like, what does Melissa say? I feel like you're, you're missing out in life. I mean, <laughs> she's maybe, we know her and Joey Gorga have a lot of sex. She said in some interview at BravoCom that, her and Joey had sex every day for 10 years straight. I mean, obviously something happened. I don't think that they had sex every day for 10 years straight because after you have a baby, can't you not have sex for a couple weeks? I mean, I don't know if vaginal birth because I only had cesarean. I don't know. So I was just kind of like, yeah, right. I had sex every day for 10 years. It gives a shit. But um, missing out on life. And that was kind of funny. I mean, I don't know if I would admit something like that. It just, I, and actually, I like Jackie. So the girls get there, and they seem to be kind of shopping around, and everybody's there except for Margaret. Now, I've got to get to a little thing that Stephanie said on a podcast, um, Amy Phillips' podcast, actually, that um, a few weeks ago. And she says, if you're ever, if they ever schedule you last to show up to an event, She's like, just be warned, you're the target. 
<laughs> so here comes Margie last. She says that um, she doesn't want to be there. She's there for Teresa. You can tell she's uncomfortable. She says hi to everybody. She walks around and she first says, uh, hello, Versace, or nice to see you, Versace, something like that. When she gets to Danielle and walks away. So, I mean, she's kind of like starting it up, starting it up, you know, like poking the bear, poking the bear. She finds Teresa and they say hi. And then it's to where... The um, girls, Danielle and Teresa, kind of end up in the front of the store, and the girls are in the back is what it looked like, and they're laughing a lot, and Danielle says, I feel like they're laughing at me, and they're being really rude. This pisses me off. Teresa, are you going to really have my back today? And Teresa's like, oh, fuck yeah, I got your back, and yeah, yeah, I got you back, so... They go over to meet the girls and kind of, you know, they're going to, they knew something was going to go down. So Teresa and Daniel walk in to the other room and Teresa's, you know, they're kind of, they were having a go at Danielle when she walked in because um, the sushi plate went around and Margie said, oh, speaking of fish, and they just thought that was so hysterical. And Jackie's like, I don't want the fish. And Teresa walks in and goes, I think that we, we need to clear the air, you know. Um, Danielle wants to clear the air, and they're kind of staring each other down. So Teresa says, Margie, you know, I think that we want to clear the air about you talking to Marty. And, you know, I spoke to him, and he says that, you know, um, he stuck up for Danielle, this and that. And then she says something like, you know, we got to clear the big white elephant, the big elephant in the room. And she says, oh, the Versace clad elephant. And Danielle snaps, what's that trout mouth? And then all hell breaks loose. Margie, I mean, she visibly did not like the comment trout mouth. She actually kind of made a trout mouth kind of look. Um, and Teresa is saying, hey, you know what, um, Marty, I spoke to Marty, and he's saying that he's stuck up for Danielle in front of you. He said, you kind of broke them up, and she flips out. What do you mean you can't break somebody up? He says, you put shit into his head. And she says, well, bullshit. I don't believe that for one second. Oh, wait, Dolores says, bullshit. I don't believe that for one second. She said, that's what Marty said. And Danielle's like, I don't care what Marty says. He puts both ends against each other. He's putting, he's playing both sides. And um, she kind of goes into her interview again with the interview saying, Teresa can't pick a liar. And then he says, you don't understand. He came, he cried to us about his children. He was publicly disparaged. He was accused of being, beating Danielle's kids. He was accused of abusing your kids. He was accused of beating Danielle. I have a legal court document to prove it. I mean, she's got the receipts, baby. And then he says, why would you go back to somebody that abuses you? And he goes, well, how do you, Teresa says, how do you know? You know, he might have. This could be true. She's like, yeah, he filed a, she was filed a restraining order on him. And she's saying, you know, Danielle's pathological liar in her interview. Then back to the interview. And he's like, why would you put that shit in his head? Teresa saying that thing says, unless you're sleeping with their husband, 
you know, uh, you wouldn't know. I don't know about the sleeping. I don't understand what you're saying, but then Melissa goes to her talking points and is like, Oh, you know, it's just like, uh, me trying to tell her about Kim D about what a rat she was. And, you know, uh, she didn't, she didn't believe me. So I don't know why Margie's even trying to convince Teresa right now. And Teresa's in, I'm going to defend Danielle. She's got a bottle of water. It gets me, she's got this bottle of water, but I'm going to get to it in a minute. So they're still arguing. And Danielle, you know, uh, looks a little upset. Melissa looks confused. And they're talking about Danielle being a liar. And she's like, I don't know I'm a liar, but you fucked around on your husband in your own fucking house. And he's like, and then you married. You married the contractor. They came into your house to get paid. She's like, oh, really? You're a prostitute. And prostitutes sleep with married men. And that's it. Danielle, boom, bumps her. And, and she's angry. And then she, uh, all shit breaks loose. Jackie says, forget about her. She's a piece of trash or she's garbage. And Danielle's like, what? They're kind of arguing. Now, Danielle wants to debt Jackie for saying, you know, just forget about her. She's garbage. Like Danielle's not even sitting there. And then Margie is over there freaking out. And then she yells, Danielle is road wet and put away hard. And Danielle goes, what? Just like your boobs. You ought to get them fixed. And then the next thing you know, Margie's dumping a whole bottle of water over her head. And everybody's freaking out. Danielle is Livid. She picks up her bag. Oh, is this yours? Is this yours? And saunters over to the table and starts dumping all this crap out into those beautiful, I guess, expensive $650 candles. And she's slamming them on the table and throwing the wax and everything all over the purse. She throws the purse in the hot wax and says, watch your back, bitch. You started it, I'll fucking finish it. Don't you ever fucking come near me again. And I am, I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. I gotta rewind it and rewatch it. Everybody's freaking out. Melissa's like, I'm so embarrassed. This is horrible. Sit down, Melissa, let him freaking fight. This is awesome. I want more. So they're going, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. Everyone's kind of like flipping out. Margaret's going, you know, Teresa's saying, why'd you pour the water? Why'd you pour the water? I don't get it. Why'd you do that? Margaret, why'd you pour the water? And Margaret's like just standing there going, oh, you know, I think this, uh, the shopping day is over, Melissa says. And then Danielle's like, oh, well, she says bye to the guy. And it's like, they're all fine. And then she's like, you know what? Your hair's so bleached, you can't even pull it back anymore. It's breaking up. And she's like, I just can't help myself. I really can't. And she walks over, and we've both seen it, and she starts yanks her ponytail. Not only does she yank it, but she pulls her down and around, and it is epic. I mean, we've seen the previews, but this was freaking great. I have to tell you, I mean, I don't condone physical violence in any way, shape, or form, I, but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say it. I freaking loved it. I loved it. Everybody hates Danielle, and she brought it. <laughs> and that fight will go down in Housewives history. I mean, I'm. that was the best, and that was it.
You know, we got to wait till next week to see what happens because they ended it there. And then we go into the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion. And it was like, my heart was pumping. I was all worked up. And then here comes Real Housewives. I mean, it was honestly a really great night last night. It was a great night at Bravo TV. And um, as far as Real Housewives of New Jersey goes, I'm going to say one of the best seasons ever. Because why? We got this whole in situation with Joe being deported, real life crap, and the talking on the phone and the bickering, and I'm not enjoying the pain that his daughters are in. I think that um, it's just so heartbreaking, and I don't enjoy that aspect of it, but I do enjoy them sharing it because I see so many horrific comments about Teresa and Joe, and there's just like a huge lack of forgiveness, but, um, the fans really seem to be enjoying it. I, um, you know, the comments range from last night's show was, wow, that was one crazy shopping trip for Margie. That was crazy. How embarrassing. We all saw it on camera. Danielle came at Marge. She instigated it. She also yanked Marge by the hair from behind. If you ask me, Danielle got off easy, and it's just water over her head. The woman is batshit crazy. Another comment. Yeah, I had another comment. Oh, my God, I wonder how many lawsuits will arise over tonight's episode. Another comment. Yeah, but we have to wait another week for that brag to happen. Also, what's up with Danielle's walk when she's dragging Troutmouth? She looks like Pinocchio running to find the master. <laughs> That's a good one. Seriously, another comment. Seriously, what's wrong with Teresa for taking Danielle's side? It's almost like Danielle was planning this attack. You know, so you know, every, the fans are, nobody likes Danielle. I mean, she makes a good villain. So there you go. Um, like I said before, the rumors are that the two of them are done. They're not even friends. They had a falling out, and we don't know what it is. Teresa has not yet divulged that information. So thank you so much for listening. That is my recap of New Jersey. I absolutely love getting back into the game and doing a podcast, and I'm going to be doing Real Housewives of Dallas right after I finish this up and call it a day. It's been a wonderful day, and I hope you all are going to have a happy and prosperous and blessed and healthy new year, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, and I look forward to doing some more podcasts, and I thank you again for listening. The Bravo Lowdown Now.